0: You're listening to the official Ankeny Community School District podcast, We Are Ankeny, where we're sparking conversations about all things Ankeny schools. Welcome back to our podcast. You know, the semester is winding down and we can see students, teachers, and parents all getting really excited about this summer as the weather gets warmer and we look forward to the summer. Today's podcast is focused on a special group of students and parents of our fifth graders that are moving up to the middle school next fall. Joining me today are the Dream Team here in Ankeny, the experts on making the transition smooth, fun, and memorable for all of our students and our parents in a very good way. Sitting at the mics are Ben Hipsch, principal at Parkview Middle School, Kristen Recker, fifth grade teacher at Northeast Elementary, and Nate Toby, counselor at Parkview Middle School. Welcome, everyone.
1: Thank you. Thank you. you.
0: Really glad to have you um, at the mics today. Really excited about talking about uh, sometimes our forgotten kids. You know, in our families, that middle child is sometimes forgotten. You know, and in education, you know, our middle school kids are sometimes um, not necessarily ignored, but, you know, not as uh, we don't focus on them as much. And so I'm really interested in your perspective on how we can help our students and our parents transition from make that transition from fifth grade to sixth grade. And so, Ben, I'm going to start with you. What do you find are some of the most common things fifth graders are worried about making that transition to sixth grade? Yeah,
2: well, I guess I'll correct the record first a little bit. Um, we we do spend a lot of time worrying about those middle school students. <laughs> Absolutely, uh, and uh, and particularly when we think about those first few days of school, um, we we know that uh, what's on most students' minds: um, how's my locker going to work? <laughs> um, how is my uh, lunch process going to going to flow? Um, what happens if I get lost, and and what happens if I'm late, and um, and I'll I will just start by saying uh, we have planned for all of that, mm. and um, and really at, at at both Prairie Ridge and Parkview, the most important thing that they need to know is um, who their homeroom teacher is. And we guide them through. We do a, a, a nice, uh, slow, soft start um, to make sure that they're able to work their locker, that they're able to understand what goes on for lunch. Um, and we're, we're not uh, looking to catch students being late uh, in, that, in those first few days. Um, and there, we flood the halls with adults and student leaders who are, are helping uh, students who might be lost find find their way. So uh, we we have planned for all of those big
0: worries. Absolutely, and so Kristen, um, you're actually transitioning students out um, of elementary school and into middle school. And so um, I think you have a, a very unique perspective in that you've seen these students grow um, in some instances, from kindergarten all the way through fifth grade and then making uh, that transition from fourth to fifth. And so what are you hearing from your students um, as, we, uh, as we close uh, this school year and they are looking forward to um, their next transition uh, here in Ankening?
3: I think there's a lot of excitement. Yeah. They have a lot of great things to look forward to. I think elementary school helps them grow as leaders, and now they really have that opportunity to exercise that leadership. They have more choice than they've had before, uh, even if that is as simple as choosing food in the cafeteria. (laughs) So things Very important. Yes, very exciting, (laughs) very motivating. And I think that they are used to having a core teacher and a core group of students that they spend their whole day with. And now instead of losing that, they are gaining more teachers that will know them and care about them and more students that they get to collaborate with, some that they've only ever seen in sporting events and in tournaments. So their community is going to get bigger. And I think they are very excited for that opportunity.
0: What are some of the questions, if any, that you're getting from parents about that transition from fifth to sixth grade?
3: I think that most questions parents have echo what students are most fearful of. So, a lot of those that have already been addressed locks, what if I get lost? Who do I have if I don't have a core teacher? So, knowing their homeroom teacher, our counselors do a great job of coming and giving that information to students. And then, as teachers, we're able to, during spring conferences, through emails, give that information to parents as well. But the wonderful thing about fifth graders is that they advocate for themselves. They take that information they learn and they share that with parents. So at this point in the year, we haven't had a ton of questions from parents because of the communication they already are able to have with their middle school admin and future teachers.
0: Nate, um, as a counselor, I I think you have a a unique perspective also with um, having students transition into your school um, in a new environment, bigger school, a little bit more responsibility, um, accountability um, around their actions. Um, w- um, when when the kids actually come to the school um, to sixth grade, you know, what are what are some things that you're hearing from those incoming sixth graders that they're worried about that you're helping them through?
1: Yeah, one one common thing just to add uh, to what Ben and Kristen said is there's a lot of concern about what happens if I don't end up in classes with people I know. Mm. And I feel like our teachers at Parkview and I know at Prairie Ridge do a great job of giving the students information about how to meet new people and um, you know reaching out in a positive way and all those kinds of things. So I would say that's the most common concern I hear, both uh, when I talk with students who are right now in fifth grade and then as they enter the building is, how do I meet new people? You know uh, Maybe my friends aren't in all my classes or they're on different teams. Uh, so how do I make that work yeah. uh, with and, new friends?
2: And uh, one thing I would say that that helps that uh, concern is um, both Prairie Ridge and Parkview offer their Jag Camp mm-hmm. or Hawk Camp. Uh, that'll be August 11th this year, um, where sixth graders are able to. Uh, come in and meet other sixth graders from the other four elementaries that are that are joining that feeder and uh, there are a lot of get to know you activities and also build some familiarity with the building so that's a, a, a great way to expand the familiar faces on
0: day one absolutely and so Ben you talked to, um, you've talked a little bit about what's happening this summer to help students um, get a better bit better idea uh, about the, their, the environment that they'll be um, moving into in the fall and then being exposed to new people that, uh, from other schools um, in the same grade. Um, what have we done um, at Parkview to provide information to parents and students about the transition from 5th to 6th grade prior to the end of the school year.
2: Yep. So uh, we've sent messages uh, through the elementary school to directly to 5th grade families um, through our, our Blackboard email um, that has direct information. Uh, both Parkview and Prairie Ridge have hosted 5th uh, grade parent information nights, um, to, and and those have been really well attended, uh, making sure that, uh, that there are there are logistical pieces that we, we've communicated. Um, if at any time there is a, uh, a lingering question, we would still encourage uh, families to reach out and they can reach out to their fifth grade teacher who um, if they don't know can refer them on to the, the middle school or they can reach out to the, the middle school staff directly
0: that's really great information. And so as a counselor, you know, how are you involved with our fifth graders uh, across your feeders um, prior to the end of the school year?
1: Yeah. So uh, last week, actually, we had every elementary school um, on the South feeder visit Parkview at different times on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. So that was a really exciting time for us to get to meet our incoming uh, sixth grade class and, Um, We give them a tour of the building, along with some of our student leaders who lead those tours, who are 6th and 7th graders. Um, And then we do a kind of a question and answer session. Um, So there's two sessions they get to take part in, and I feel like that's a really valuable experience for them. And uh, we ask them questions ahead of time so we're able to address those during those sessions. And um, yeah, I think it was a a great thing again this year for our our 5th graders.
0: Kristen, uh, as we uh, look forward to um, this summer, you know w- what are some of the discussions you're having with your fifth graders around how they can uh, prepare for sixth grade, um, get ready for six, uh, sixth grade um, over the summer?
3: Preparation for sixth grade is similar to the preparation they've been used to each year. So I will always encourage reading. That's something that should be not just a habit but a hobby. Hopefully, we are developing a love of reading. Um, practicing those skills they've worked so hard to develop, whether that's in math or whether that's study habits, but then also leader and me having those eight habits? Are you still, even if it's sporting or taking care of your siblings, are you beginning with the end in mind? Are you being proactive? Are you sharpening your saw? Mm-hmm. That's what summer is for. So that all of those ways they've grown as learners and leaders in elementary school, just continuing those as a way of life will help them be successful in sixth grade, just like they were in fifth grade.
0: Ben, what do you recommend for parents as far as um, helping their students prepare For sixth grade yeah
2: so the I would say one of the biggest things um, in addition to continuing the that academic work if they set a goal for um, reading a a few books over the summer just to make sure that uh, they're they're continuing to sharpen their saw in the area of reading um, in addition to that one of the the biggest shifts from fifth to sixth grade is the Um, level of organization Mm. that's required because you're moving from being in the same room for most of the day to now rotating eight times throughout the day. And so um, having that conversation with your child about what is your organization system going to look like? Are you going to have a morning binder and an afternoon binder? Are you going to, um, how are you going to uh, make sure that you're keeping track of your materials? And what, what do you do with your homework how does how do you make sure it doesn't get crumpled up at the bottom of your backpack? Those kinds of uh, conversations are a great start to uh, to get your fifth grader ready for sixth grade.
0: And Nate, um, counseling looks looks a certain way um, at the elementary level and um, in, in some aspects very similar to what it looks like in the middle school. But w- what are some of the differences around how counselors approach counseling um, at the middle school with our sixth and seventh graders?
1: Yeah, the biggest difference, and we, we talked to the fifth graders about this last week, um, is that we are not as regularly in their classroom for uh, counseling lessons as what the elementary counselors are. So um, they're on usually a rotation to be in the, the classrooms uh, regularly. And we will be in classrooms often, but um, not quite as often as what the elementary counselors are. Um, so that uh, makes us more available to have appointments with individual and group students. Uh, to help them with anything they may need help with.
0: Absolutely. And so, you know, we've heard about some of the academic preparations that can be made to prevent some, some of that summer sli- slide. We've um, uh, talked about um, organization, helping our, our, our students uh, get more organized as they are um, looking forward to, to sixth grade. Another aspect of that transition from elementary to middle school is you're expanding your social network. And so with expanding your social network comes certain stresses. And so, Nate, I really have a – this question is for you, and then, Ben, I'll, I'll have you chime in. With regards to expanding your social network comes certain stressors. And so how do you help um, – uh, pre, I guess these these are teenagers, yeah. um, beginning teenagers. How do you help them deal with that expanding social network with um, with the, the, you know phone, cell phones, with social media, with just peer pressure, activities, academics? No, what does that look like um, at Parkview?
1: Yeah, I, one of the things we do is we try to build in some lessons related to these things and uh, talking with our students about how to use social media in a safe way and in a respectful and positive way. Um, We talk about how to interact with new people in a positive way. Um, And a lot of that we do during our homeroom time. Um, And we're really excited to have homeroom Monday through Friday next year. At the beginning of the day, we think that'll be a great thing for our students and provide even more opportunities uh, for this type of learning, because it is really important. There's... they're exposed... our students are exposed to so much. Um, at this age that's new to them, and we want to give them the skills and the preparation they need in order to handle things successfully. And, and we do that
2: in the leader in me framework mm-hmm. that, uh, that they start learning in the elementary. Um, and so when, when it, rather than explicitly teaching the, the skills over again, we take it to that next level and, and suggest, here's how these skills can be applied at the middle school to middle school situations. So when we're talking about um, a social situations, let's say um, inviting a, another friend from another elementary school into our our lunch table, um, how do we make sure that we're thinking win win? Um, right. How do we how do we make sure that if there's conflict, we're we're um, leading with inquiry uh, versus uh, jumping to conclusions? Absolutely. Those are those are all things that. Um, you know we're we're looking to shape you. You know the 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 judgment center of the brain is not fully developed until age twenty five, and so um, as you take f- five different elementary schools and put them all into one, uh, we're learning a lot about people. And and until we've until we know um, the what makes each other tick and. It's really important that we're that we're seeking first to understand
0: before leading with jumping to conclusions. Absolutely. And so, Kristen, for the most for the past six years, um, students in elementary um, pre-K through elementary have worked with one homeroom teacher, um, learning multiple subjects from one teacher. Do you get a sense that our fifth graders um, that are about to go to sixth grade uh, have an understanding of the structure um, and the day at middle school compared to elementary school?
3: They do understand it, but I think living it is different. Our counselors do a great job um, of coming and talking with students or if the students go to the school. They show model specials. They talk about what classes will be offered that maybe they haven't experienced before. And then as teachers, we try to, that last month of school, model that structure more. Obviously, we will still be their core teacher for all of those, but even if it's as simple as having them move their items from their desk, To their bags and operate out of that to help with that organization piece, but also get them into that mindset of, I don't have one classroom anymore, I have multiple, and what does that look like, and how do I build those relationships with a new set of peers and a new set of teachers?
0: And so for Ben, for many of our parents, this will be their first time having children uh, making that transition from fifth to sixth grade. Can you talk a little bit about uh, the structure of the day, and then what new classes Students might experience in uh, sixth grade. Yeah, so
2: um, I would say, well, first, both both uh, buildings on uh, at Prairie Ridge and Parkview, we start off with a homeroom or advisory, and um, that'll be a, a twenty minute period that kind of uh, sets the tone for the day. We we may be revisiting a leader in me lesson and um, and talking about its application. Uh, and then also maybe making sure that our organization system is, is ready for the day, setting our intentions. Um, and then we have eight 45-minute periods with, uh, with uh, three-minute passing periods in between those. Um, and those would include uh, all our core classes, uh, language arts, Math, science, social studies—they'll have an exploratory rotation that they'll go through, which takes the place of what used to be specials in in elementary school. Um, they'll also have an opportunity for band and choir. Strongly encourage our our students to sign up for band and choir. The study hall uh, alternative is is uh, far less desirable. <laughs> <laughs> um, and they they our our band and choir teachers do a phenomenal job of of. Um, growing students in those, in those areas and, and uh, feeding the, the musical genius that they bring. Um, as far as the structure goes, some students uh, have, have a, an adjustment to make when they go from staying in the same class all day. Uh, there are more students that you have to um, get along with, right, right. And, and more opportunities for transition, more social opportunities in between uh, academic classes. Uh, there are other students who for whom that it's a very it's a very welcome transition because um, in the fifth grade classroom, they had a greater need to move around. Right. And not stay seated. Um, and we have that natural transition uh, every 45 minutes for for our students to move around. And, and we found that uh, some of those students tend to flourish even without further intervention uh, simply because their that that need for movement
0: is met yeah so um i, I have um, a child that's in that's in middle school and that that made the transition to middle school and so um, when we my first year here I got I got this email uh, from the district saying that my my child's lunch account is low and so I hadn't navigated the system yet and so I, I go on and then I look at you know what what um, uh, my son had been eating. I'm like, and he, he's eating two breakfasts and two lunches and getting snapples and er, you know, everything else. And so I'm, I'm, I'm asking him. You know, we, I know we feed you at home. You know, why are you so hungry at, at school? And so you know, being, I, I, I tell that story because I had to learn some, uh, some new systems when I made my transition into the district, and um, with my son's transition um, into the district. Um, and so, you know, what are some of those systems that um, parents that are that are new to middle school need to be aware of with regards to lunch accounts, um, checking grades, uh, looking at attendance, mm-hmm. contacting uh, teachers or counselor or the principal? So, what are those systems that um, our parents need to be aware of? Yeah, uh, as far
2: as lunch accounts,
0: there there are two there are two systems
2: that uh, would be ideal for you to to investigate. The first is the school cafe app. Um, it's a green app you can download. Um, and it gives you, you have ability to see what is lunch for that day, um, for all of your students, uh, who are in the, in the district. Um, and then you can also, uh, set, through that, um, some parameters around how much you want your child to
0: be able to spend. Absolutely. Yep. Um, because because I, I got a text when I set that limit. Uh, c- can you, you know, not have that limit, Dad? Like, no. Yep. <laughs> You're spending too much money.
2: I've got that limit on my children <laughs> yes. as well. And, and uh, it's nice because uh, some students uh, decide that it might uh, benefit them socially to purchase food f- a la carte food for others at their table, <laughs> and um, and and so there that can can run up pretty quickly if you don't if Absolutely. you don't set those limits, um, and then the other is that in touch receding, um, which many families have already used, but it will be a, a one stop shop payment uh, anytime that we ask for a payment, uh, whether that's a school lunch account, um, or our uh, textbook fees or. Um, if there is a, a school social coming up, we offer an opportunity to buy that on um, we have an opportunity to buy that or, or purchase the, that entrance f- through intouch. So um, we al- also offer school supplies on um, on that intouch system. so it really is once you once you get logged in and you remember your login um, then it's a it's a one-stop shop for making sure that you, uh, are able to pay for the various
0: things that your, your child may need. And so because we're going from, our, our, our kids are going from one teacher uh, to multiple teachers, um, w- um, what do parents need to access in order to look at grades, um, their, their child's schedule, um, teachers? Yep.
2: Um, the Infinite Campus port- Parent Portal is really important if you don't yet have a uh, a login for that you can access that on the district website Um, under the parents uh, tab you can access the the infinite campus um, and set up your parent login if you haven't already i would also suggest uh for convenience downloading the parent uh, infinite campus parent app Um, you can set uh Indicators where uh, it'll alert you when assignments come in. If you'd like, you can set it up where um, you're able to see uh, in-progress grades. You can um, you can be notified if your child is marked tardy or absent to a class. Um, as as much information on demand as you would like, you, you have the ability to, uh, to receive that. So um, that's a, that's really valuable. As soon as uh, schedules are released on August 1st, um, it'll be populated and and accessible through that app as well. Um, There, the infinite campus parent portal app is, is really a valuable tool to stay on top of your, your child's progress.
0: Absolutely. And so for our listeners, um, Ben had mentioned, In touch. Um, We also have the, um, um, our community also has the ability, parents within our community have the ability to donate to fuel. Um, This uh, allows us to support our students and families that um, aren't able to afford um, the lunches um, or breakfasts um, in our district. And so um, if you have that interest, um, we welcome those donations um, within In Touch. And so um, another uh, difference between um, elementary and middle school is that the majority of your students if not all ride the bus and so what do our parents need to know about transportation Ben
2: yeah um, Parkview has uh, about uh, about two-thirds of our students are, are riding the bus um, and the the big thing that you need to know is by state law it is uh, the district busing is free for those who live outside of a two-mile radius and and every once in a while we get a little bit um, uh, technical, and I, so I, I I need to share that it's actually a two mile radius as the crow flies, and not as you would clock it on your car, your odometer on your car, because so, uh, it doesn't account for all the twists and turns of the roads. Um, it's direct direct route. So some right. some of you who may be a little bit close, um, there's a there is a a uh, link on the district website under the transportation where you can put in your address and, um, and your school, and it'll tell you if you're within the two miles or outside of the two miles, whereby you would get that, that free busing. If you happen to be within the two miles and uh, still feel like that's, uh, that would be um, too much of a trek for your child to walk or ride their bike, and you don't have other transportation, um, there are a couple of other options. We have a pay-to-ride system. One caveat to that is that uh, they first evaluate, y- once you apply, and you would do this over the summer, apply to to pay a fee in order to ride the bus. And the uh, in the first two or three weeks of the school year, they would evaluate how full the the buses that you would that your child would potentially ride are. So for those first two or three weeks until they do that evaluation, you would not be able to count on uh, district transportation for that. So um, we have a lot of parents who carpool and I can tell you both uh, at Parkview and Prairie Ridge, um, the carpooling is is very helpful to reduce uh, traffic congestion. So if you've got a neighborhood uh, group that, that you're, Um, able to work with to to coordinate rides that's that's ideal as well the last thing i would offer is um, there is a a dart on demand bus which um, functions almost like an uber for uh for children uh, for school children and um, it's a dollar a ride each way and uh, you can you can use it as much or as little we have a number of students who um, are, you know, they download the app and they're able to coordinate rides. It doesn't have to be something that you use all year, but it might be something to get you by in a pinch if you're um, if you're
0: concerned. And so um, Ben had mentioned pay to uh, pay to ride um, to our listeners. And so for the 23-24 school year, pay to ride for next year will be released over the summer. Inter- interested families can submit a request for pay to ride via the district's payment system, touch base, this request does not guarantee pay-to-ride eligibility. And so, you know, thank you for that information, Ben. And so one of the things that I'm, I'm particularly excited about because we've been working on this the entire school year is uh, we've had a facility master plan committee uh, working on looking at grade level configuration, boundaries, and then just envisioning what our district might look like. Um, in the future. And so one of the recommendations and suggestions that have come out of this um, planning committee has been moving to um, a grade level, gray level configuration of K-5, 6-8, and 9-12. And so Ben, uh, what opportunities do you see for sixth graders with this model?
2: Yeah, I, I have to say I was... Um, Uh, A little bit reluctant to come around to the to uh, supporting this model, but uh, actually the more that I've I've thought about it and more that I've uh, begun long-term planning for it, um, the more I've I've really appreciated it. Especially when we get to May and we're thinking about sending our seventh graders on to Southview, Um, I think about the growth that that they've made over the last year and a half, and um, and also think uh, how much, how great it would be to have them for one more year and really see the, that, that full transformation, um, from fifth grade to ninth grade. Um, so I am, I am eager for that. I would say a lot of, um, we, we would be able to utilize, um, the, the span of the grades quite a bit in terms of leadership capabilities and, um, leaders in eighth grade can mentor leaders in sixth grade mm-hmm. and, um, and do so in a way that, uh, that even adults are, aren't uh, able to, to get through um, to those sixth graders. So I, uh, I, I look forward to that. I, I know that um, as we have um, a greater span, we have the ability to capitalize on the, the various um, maturity levels mm-hmm. that we'll have within, within the building. Um, and even though we keep our sixth graders, um, in a separate part of the building for most of the day, then our seventh graders and, and soon, uh, eventually eighth graders, um, there's, there's a lot of, um, advantages to being able to, uh, have our sixth graders accelerate their, their maturity by, um, being led by some model eighth
0: graders. Absolutely. And so, Nate, um, Ben talked about maturity. Mm-hmm. And so from a counseling standpoint, you no, know, are, are there any benefits um, or it's something that you're looking forward to um, if this is voted, if, if it's approved by the board and we do um, indeed plan to begin transitioning to a sixth to eighth grade model?
1: Yeah, just to go into more detail with what Ben said, we have a lot of roles and jobs in our buildings for students that... I can just see our sixth graders really benefiting from learning how to do those things from our eighth graders Um, and just being able to work alongside them for things like doing the morning announcements and greeting students as they come in the door and uh, taking care of our new trees at Parkview or the plants. So like there's so many opportunities uh, for students to do jobs like that around the building. And now with eighth graders, you have an even larger pool of people who have been there, been in a building longer. Uh, have time to develop their leadership skills, have been involved in more things. So um, just having that larger pool of st- older students um, that our younger students can learn from and model themselves after will be beneficial.
0: Absolutely. And so um, for our listeners, if you're not familiar with the work of the facilities master plan committee, um, you're able to um, locate that. Um, you're able to view that information on our website. Um, there's a webinar that you would be able to view. And then also, um, we'll be presenting um, recommendations to the board on during the May 15th board meeting. And so as we close out, final question for everyone, I'll, I'll begin with you, Kristen. Um, as you think about um, uh, getting closer to summer and then um, your fifth graders getting excited about the summer, but then also middle school, you know, what is some advice that you would give our fifth graders as they're um, looking forward to that transition to sixth grade?
3: So in the North Feeder schools, we get the same three pieces of advice from our principals each year, and it is wear deodorant, (laughs) get comfortable with it, um, it will be your new best friend, know your homeroom teacher, and then the most important one is finish strong. They have when they leave fifth grade, they also leave a legacy of who they were and they get to continue building on that. Um, And we're very fortunate that every year our fifth graders leave behind really great memories and really great legacies. But just holding off that summer fever a little bit and finishing strong.
0: Absolutely. What was that number one again?
3: Wear that deodorant. Wear
0: deodorant. Okay, I got that. Nate, what about you?
1: (laughs) One of the things we talked to fifth graders about last week is just starting the process of thinking about what they want their middle school life to look like. Um, you know, if they need maybe a little bit of an opportunity for a fresh start in sixth grade, this is their opportunity to do so and setting some goals for academics and for friendships and for activities and just start in, starting to think a little bit more long-term um, to go along with all of the things uh, Kristen said, especially number one is, is what we uh, <laughs> mentioned to our fifth graders. Yep. Ben final word. Yeah. I,
2: um, I encourage parents to, uh, start having those conversations early, um, about what, what are their expectations for their child around, um, cell phones and social media. Um, neither, uh, six, seven building, um, allows their use throughout the day. Um, but, uh, but sometimes the, the use outside of the day can trickle into the school day and, uh, and, and present issues. So having those conversations of where, where is our boundary, um, and then also sleep. Making right. sure that uh, that we have a, a regular sleep routine um, because that has such a ripple effect on social interactions as well as uh, learning, which is why we're here.
0: Great advice from all three of you. Thank you very much. And so the, the transition from elementary to middle school is a significant growth milestone for students and parents. We're here to make that transition as easy as we can. Watch your email for information from the middle schools over the summer and opportunities to engage with building staff and teachers. Thank you to Kristen, Nate, and Ben for joining me on Let's Talk About It, and hope you'll join us next time. We are Ankeny! Thank you for listening to the We Are Ankeny podcast, the official podcast of Ankeny
1: Community Schools.